Don't know where to start when it comes to mermaid monofins? With a large variety to choose from, including kids' fins, big stiff blades, to full silicone mermaid fins, Finis has you covered. I have personally used several of their fins, including the Rapid, the Foil, the Shooter, and of course my personal favorite fin of all time, the Luna. This fin has been an absolute game changer for me, and I highly recommend it for its overall comfort, form, durability, and ease of use. Be sure to use my special discount code MermaidCourtney at checkout to get yourself 20% off your next purchase at finiseswim.com. Again, that code was MermaidCourtney over at finiseswim.com, and the link will be in the show notes down below. Hello, my fishes, Courtney Mermaid here, and welcome back to another episode of the Scales and Tails podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about something that's really quite a common question, actually, especially when people want to know more about becoming a professional mermaid, and that is leaving your boring nine to five in pursuit of mermaids. And it's kind of the dream, isn't it? To mermaid for a living. And so for this episode, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about my experience more than giving you guys the exact how to do it, because I feel like there's so many dif- definitions of what mermaiding is anyways. Forget mermaiding is an actual job. But I thought it would be an interesting thing. I will share some knowledge and talk a bit about how I made mermaiding my full-time job. So it was never actually my intention <laughs> to do this full-time. I had no intention. I was quite content with my 9 to 5 uh, design job in the animation industry. I was a character designer for eight plus years, and uh, I enjoyed it very much for the most part. You know, as with any job, there are some things that aren't so nice, and there's lots of things that are very nice, you know, like a steady paycheck, for example. That is definitely something that I miss. I will not lie to you. I definitely miss the the every other week the, pay- <laughs> the paycheck, but there is also something I want to kind of dispel for you just right away, right off the bat. Um, It's this saying, and I hate this saying. Like, I really, really hate this saying, okay? It's the saying that do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. This is garbage. Who, like, who, who, who said this? I don't know who said this, but listen. Do what you love and you will work harder than you ever have for anything ever in your existence. You will stress, you will worry, you will work hours like you have never in your wildest dreams imagined that you would actually be able to do. And you'll do it because you love it. And so I think instead of saying you'll never work a day in your life, I'm also gonna say I apologize for noise in the background. Eric's making himself some dinner and I can hear like microwaves beeping and shushing and noise and he knows I'm recording. He's doing the best that he can, but let's all wish Eric a very happy dinner time. (laughs) I ate earlier. (laughs) had leftovers. Anyways, all that aside. But um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. And there are a lot of benefits to having a full-time job. And there are a lot of benefits to working for yourself. For example, today, I had a really hard start to my day today. It wasn't a good, it wasn't a good start to my day. And um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't drag my butt out of bed. It wasn't going to happen. And I, I stayed in bed until like 10, 10.30-ish. <sighs> Guys, sometimes it happens. And as my own boss, I said, all right, well, you're having a rough go of it. Okay, sleep in, because you have an important mentorship call in the in the afternoon, early afternoon. So, you know, take it easy, get get your get your together, and, um, and figure it out. So, you know, it's being able to give yourself like a little bit of, uh, what would you call that, like grace, a little bit of, you know understanding that when things go sideways, 
it's okay. But when it comes to leaving your nine to five, I, I think let's start with a couple of uh, a couple of important things that I would love to to share in regards to my personal experience. So, I had taken on one last contract. So I had my contract at one studio had finished, and I said, "All right, that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing anything else." And then this amazing contract came up, and it was only I think it wasn't even, and I was like six weeks or was it two months? It was a really short contract, shorter than most of the contracts that I would go for, right? And that's okay. But it was an awesome opportunity on this really cool project. And I was so stoked. I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. I was going to be one of the only designers on the project to start. And so I was going to have a lot of hand in the development. And they actually ended up using a lot of my actual designs in the show, which was really, really cool. Um, but I was like, yeah, okay, so let's go do that. And so I that was the last contract that I took. So during that time you know, uh, I was putting money aside. And I had said to myself, all right, you're going to need, you know, give yourself sort of a six, I'm going to laugh at this now, give yourself sort of a six month buffer, she says mockingly. And I had this uh, really nice lump sum of money set aside. And I figured I was, you know, calculating, I'm like, all right, how's it, how long is it going to take me to get my business off the ground? And all of these things. And, and there's a lot of decisions that I made and in hindsight just could kick myself because <laughs> everything always costs more in time and money in willpower than you actually think it's going to. Because I, so I quit that job. I didn't quit the job. It's the contract expired and they offered to renew it. And I said, no, I was like, no, I, I, I you know, I have a plan. I'm going to go do my thing. You know, it's been a slice working for you. And See you later. So that's fine. And then my bird got sick. Now, if you're not a pet person, you're going to be like, oh, so what? Your bird got sick. Especially if you're not a bird person, this isn't going to mean anything to you. Let's just say that bird people are a special kind of, a special kind of crazy. And the bond that we have with our birds in most cases is it's, it's like, it's, it's deep. Okay. And when something goes wrong with your feathered friend, you will do whatever you can at least I will do whatever I can to fix it anyways. So thousands upon thousands of dollars later, <laughs> I blew through that emergency fund. Like my my money for my business, I blew through that. Oh my gosh. It, and it happened fast. So once she was kind of, it was, you know, Courtney Bird's going to pass away. I'm like, okay. Within, I think it was about seven, seven or eight months. And, but that first chunk of time before she actually passed, like I had to buy all of this equipment to keep her alive and all of these things I had to do. And I made decisions that I don't know that I would make now going through it again, but you're not here for that. You're here for the mermaid side of it. But the lesson that I'm trying to share with you is obviously expect the best, always expect the best, but prepare for the worst. If you've got pets, if you've got family that you're responsible for, children, if you've got other expenses that, you know, they're on the horizon, you don't think it's going to hit you quite yet, just imagine everything going sideways and prepare for it. Because I would I would have taken on another contract. I would have waited. If, if, you know, hindsight being what it is, I would have seen that, like, okay. Or I would have made different decisions for the care of my, of my bird. So there it is. That's, that's just the truth of it. It sucks and it hurts, but that's what it is. So the other thing is um, really having your plan nailed down before you decide to just jump ship, okay? <laughs> 
because I was charging for my mermaid tails what I thought was a good price until I really started doing a few and I was realizing like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is like, I'm not even breaking even at this point. <laughs> and so really being honest with yourself, you're going to have to sit down and make some really tough decisions before you decide to just leave your nine to five. In a lot of instances, you know, even our healthcare is different here. Like I'm in Canada, for example. So healthcare for me here is, is different. But I know in the US, insurance is a thing. Health insurance is a thing. Like if you leave your job and something goes sideways, what are you going to do, right? There's a lot of things you're going to have to think about. The other thing that is just like astoundingly important, just like if you're going to highlight anything from today's talk, let it be this. Um, mermaiding was my outlet. Mermaiding was a passion. Mermaiding was where I went to get away from the things that pissed me off in my daily existence on this planet, okay? It was the thing that I did with my friends. It, you know, I filmed it a little bit here. I started my YouTube channel and, but it wasn't a commitment. It was, it was just for fun when I felt like it, right? It was really just a relaxing experience. But as soon as I monetized that, <laughs> it changed, it changed the whole game. And it kind of meant now that Everything that I was doing, well, it had to it had to bring in some money. And I've done this before. So I also had a pet YouTube YouTube channel for my dog and for my bird back in the day. And then it became like everything I was doing with my pets became this thing that I had to monetize. And um, that's not necessary. You don't have to monetize your hobbies. If you enjoy mermaiding, just enjoying it, just enjoy it. For crying out loud, you do not need to make it your job. You really have to want this because I, there is not a day that I don't wake up and think to myself, wow, it would be a lot easier if I just had my nine to five and somebody else paying my taxes and, and taking care of all the behind the scenes work. And I could just be the creative soul just going about my business because I think about it every day, but I am also so like absolutely groundbreakingly fulfilled, like fundamentally this is what I was always supposed to be doing. But it did take me a minute to get there, okay? Because my business went through quite a few different stages and evolutionarily, evolutionarily, is that even a word? We're making that a word. Speaking, it was quite the roundabout to get to the formula that I have now for running my business and figuring out, you know, my content currents and like all of the things that I'm doing to kind of keep myself on track and actually find my purpose within the community, right? But initially, it was a bit of a shock because what do you do when your hobby is your job? Because all I would do for the longest time, like I experienced some pretty heavy duty burnout at one point, but it was to the point where it's like I would work all day on stuff and then it was what I would do in my spare time. And it's, it's, there is, you can kind of get away with that a little bit, but your brain doesn't really get the concept. Sometimes it won't understand that like, no, 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 okay, it's, it's now or it's break time. <laughs> it's break time now. So what I ended up having to do was like force myself to be doing other things, right? To force myself to be, you know, take a break and play some pod racer or Animal Crossing or Skyrim or whatever. Um, go for a walk, do some hula hooping when the weather's nice. Do just anything to hang out with some friends, you know, back in the day when we were actually able to <laughs> hang out with our friends. Who remembers those days? It's fine. It's all fine here. How are you? Um, 
But there's a lot of, there's a lot more to it than just saying, I'm going to quit my job and become a full-time mermaid entertainer. When you do this and you do it by yourself, so I do this and I, you know, I'm not going to say I don't have support. Like I've got Eric's support and I have family support and my friends support me. But in, in the sense that like who actually does the job, yeah, I do the job and I do everything, right? So I'm, I do all of the behind the scenes, answering of emails, replying to comments, scheduling, planning, organizing, you know, all of like stock and, and the designs and all of that behind the scenes stuff that you have to want to do like you're gonna really have to want to do, to do this and it'll be consuming it'll it'll consume you entirely and you'll kind of the the blur between like well once you real once you realize the amount of time that goes into something <laughs> i'm making this sound really horrible right it's not i love my job i wouldn't trade this for anything i, I love this so much it hurts sometimes i feel so lucky I'll be sitting in a call, like I had one today with the mentorship group, and it was just this amazing, just such an amazing conversation we had that was so empowering and we were so on the same page. And, you know, it's it's unlike anything I could could ever have imagined in any other industry. And I've worked in quite a few different different jobs over the years, right? I love this. I love this. But you do have to, you're going to have to question, you'll have to question it. You'll have to be like, all right, is this really... Is this really what I want to do? Because the other thing you have to think about, depending on what capacity you see yourself, like in what capacity you see yourself doing this full time, right? If you're going to be a mermaid, depending on where you live, right? Like our mermaiding season is sort of May, end of May, June, July, August, a little bit of September when we get a little bit of that end of summer, you know, it gets a bit warm before it gets freezing the cold and you're like, huh? And then it just rains for the rest of the year. And then if you're lucky in the summertime, you go most of the time without too, too much, you know, precipitation. But for the most part, it's also quite dreary, dreary, excuse me. So you got to think about where you're located. You got to think about what it is you actually want to do. Do you want to, are you going to be an entertainer specifically? You know, do you want to work with uh, children? Do you want to be an adult entertainer at uh, parties or, or like larger scale events? Are you a mermaid who wants to work in an aquarium situation? Are you a mermaid who, maybe you're making, you're a tail maker like me. Maybe you're making mermaid tails. Maybe you want to be a content creator, uh, a designer, you know, there's a lot of different, a lot of, you know, you can be designing jewelry and accessories. Um, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head of what else we've got here. But there's a lot of different, a lot of different options for mermaids besides just the stereotypical things that people assume that we do. You know, because there is a lot of, a lot of assumption like, oh, if you go professional mermaiding is specifically this. Now, not everybody in our community for sort of follows what I feel is the kind of standard for what a professional mermaid is. A lot of the community will still say, no, 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 unless you're actually entertaining people in a mermaid tale in a pool or wherever, then you're not a professional. And it's like, well, I beg to differ, but here we are, you know? So I think where you're going to start, so you're at your nine to five right now and you're like, all right, I, I'm kind of thinking this is where I want to phase into the first thing that you're going to need to do is you're going to need to look at all of your expenses. You're going to need to actually budget for this. You're going to need to figure out what it's actually going to cost you to slide into something different. And you're going to need to imagine, because here's the thing that I didn't tell you guys. So my first 
oh gosh, I wish I had the numbers in front of me right now. Not that I, you know, you need to know this, but like the first probably two years of my business, um, was definitely a negative producing situation. <laughs> you know, once I figured out what I was meant to be doing and I started doing that, it's definitely improved. And last year was probably my most, I mean, oddly enough, you know, quarantine and everything in perspective was probably my most successful year yet. So, you know, but it it's taking some time and they say, you know, three to five years to get your business off the ground. And when I remember thinking to myself, oh, pfft, like whatever, like I'm already so far ahead of the curve. I've already got my, you know, YouTube channel going and my website. I'm already got clientele and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me tell you, when, when shit hits the fan, you're going to want to have planned for that three to five year <laughs> experience. Because I'll tell you, when you see yourself going into debt <laughs> with yourself and you're having to pull money from, from savings for different things, and then, you know, maybe you're even going into to credit card debt or anything like that. I was fortunate to just have run my accounts to pretty much zero before things kind of started to pick up again <laughs> on the other side of my my little feathered tragedy um but you it's just you gotta plan for it man you really do it's important and i don't want to scare you guys i don't want you to think that it's not possible because here i am okay four years later and i'm doing it right i'm essentially living my dream this is all that i ever wanted was to run a business that was creative, to inspire others, to make artwork, and just to be a freaking mermaid. Let's be real here. Isn't that the goal, you know? But it comes with a lot of, it comes with a lot of worries and a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of ups and downs. So you do need to prepare yourself for that. So I don't want to scare you guys away, but the first thing you got to do is just know that it might take a minute and this is going to be what, what makes or breaks you. If you can get through it and you can power through, then, then you'll, you'll be fine. But if you hit that first, that first bump where your account has just, you're here in the negative and you're like, wait, that's great, Larry. Cool. <laughs> Who's hiring? Cause I'm not going to lie and tell you that I didn't look, I didn't kind of peruse the, the, the boards and say, all right, what studios are, are looking for people, right? It was, it was interesting. But the next thing you're going to want to do, you're going to want to look at what do you want to do specifically as a mermaid, you like in this industry, in this mermaiding industry for your job, what is it you're actually going to want to do? Because a lot of mermaids will come into it and be like, I'm going to be a professional mermaid. I'm going to do kids parties. And then they realize how challenging it actually is. I am not going to lie. I don't do kids parties because I can't do them. I do them because I just, children are terrifying. Okay, listen to me now. <laughs> you're not a real mermaid, but your tail this and your tail that. Nah. Are you related to Ariel? And do you believe in mermaids and unicorns? Have you ever seen a unicorn? And what do you, like, my mom says you're not real. And like, I have not got the capacity for that, my dudes. I don't know. Mermaids who do this? I don't know how you're doing it. You make it look so easy, but it is not for the faint of heart. Okay, so just remember that. But you are going to have to figure out what is it you actually want to do. And and you can ask around. Look at what other mermaids are doing. We're going to do an, an episode down the road about, you know, being inspired by people versus copying people. I don't really feel like, you know, you should be copying people's business models because that's not actually going to benefit you in the long run. You're going to need to know what it is that you're doing. What do you bring to the table? You know, because the model that works for me may not work for you. 
You know what I mean? So the model that works for mermaid A, B, and C, those that may not work for you either. But there's no harm in asking around and being like, hey, do you do this full time? Like, what do you think of this? Is this something that you enjoy your job? You know, like a little bit of that, like interviewing, you know, asking people, you know, how they got their start. I know a lot of mermaids have, have got content on their YouTube channels or on their Instagrams talking about how they got started and, and what they do and all of these really cool things. So that's kind of the next thing. And and also, figuring out what your support system's gonna be is also quite, like, I am fortunate to the freaking moon and back that I have somebody like Eric who's just, every time I'm like, I don't know if I can keep doing this, and he's just like, no, you got this. You got this. And sure enough, I do got this, but... <laughs> But if I didn't have him in my corner, there's a pretty good chance that we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation right now. I'd probably be working overtime in a studio somewhere. I mean, obviously I'd be at home <laughs> because hello, hello pandemic, but you know what I mean, right? So all that being said, I just wanted to kind of just sort of talk about it a little bit. We can get a little bit more in, in depth with this. If you guys have any thoughts, definitely send me a message over on Instagram. I'm at Vancouver Mermaid on Instagram. I am also on TikTok. Now, you guys, I did it. I can't believe that I did it, but I did it. I don't even want to talk about it. It's it's super sketchy. I am uh, Courtney Mermaid on TikTok. I'm also Vancouver Mermaid because I figured I'd get them both just... <laughs> Just because I've actually had two people now on TikTok impersonating me, which was really interesting. Lasai, okay? Not super impressed, but I am there now. So if you'd like to come check me out and say hi, that'd be cool. But um, otherwise, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you found it a little bit informative. If you have any questions, like I said, drop me a DM. We can talk. And otherwise, I want to thank you all again for listening. And I look at, uh, I'm looking. <laughs> there we go, English. And I look forward to catching you all again in my next episode. Happy swimming. Bye. Bye.